Back, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas from the Keys to the City family. I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays with their loved ones. The new year is coming. The decade is coming to an end. Boy, oh boy, we'll talk about that on Tuesday, on New Year's Eve. We'll talk about the decade in review. But what you think about it? The year's coming to an end. And everybody has some bad and, and some good years, right? I mean, Ted, did you have a good year? You look like you're going to have a better 2020. Big things are coming to you. Better things are coming in exactly. 2020. 2019 was a good year for me. It was a, it was a great year. It was, it's a good year for people. But there was a person who had a, a very, very, very bad year. A, a pretty horrible year. And that's Antonio Brown. And you think about it from what a year was a, a year ago to now. You think about it. Last year this time, the Pittsburgh Steelers were fighting for a wild card spot. Or no, I should even say a division title, should I say. Not even wild card, a division title. And their best player, Antonio Brown, decides to miss team meetings and decides to not play and gets benched and doesn't play for week 17. And then when he goes to Oakland and all this and then all the ongoing stories, to think one year later, Antonio Brown could be playing for a Super Bowl champion possible Super Bowl champ in the New Orleans Saints. It's it's unbelievable to think where a person's life was for the past couple months in this entire year to hitting an all-time low just recently with family coming out to think that he could possibly be the lasting image of the NFL 100 year as well. Take that in consideration as well. That this is the NFL 100th year of the greatest professional league in our country currently. To think that Antonio Brown, a man that has had a horrible year, has done bad things, is not a good human being. To think he could win a Super Bowl and be part of a Super Bowl champion. It's truly fascinating. It's unreal. You can't make this up. Yeah, but you are, can't are you even surprised it, anymore in the NFL? Are you surprised and is it smart for the New Orleans Saints... To make a move like this. Was it smart for for the Cleveland Browns to re-sign Kareem Hunt after everything that we saw, even though he was going to be suspended for 10 games? This is different. Was it, this is, was this it, is a different. Was it smart for the New England Patriots to sign Randy Moss in 2007? It's different. Was it smart for the Dallas Cowboys to take Terrell Owens when the when he couldn't make it in Philly after everything that he put it through? Teams in the NFL, if we have not learned one thing, we're going to learn this. They will do anything and everything to win a Super Bowl. And if that means taking the most, the biggest jerk out there with the most talent, they will do it. They're not a thing. Murder, we've seen guys still play. Abusing women, drugs. I mean, how many times did we see Josh Gordon be suspended? But teams were willing to overlook it because of his natural talent and his ability to help the team win football games. And that's what we're seeing with the New Orleans Saints. We know what they are. They are a great team. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They have a 
star receiver in Michael Thomas, the best receiver who's in the crushing game. it this year. He's the best receiver in the game. Without question doubt, it might be the best offensive player in football. You can make the argument that his Easily. numbers speak for itself. Easily. Alvin Kamara has not been the same guy this year as we've used to see. Yep. Look at it in fantasy perspective. He's not been the guy that we all thought when we drafted him as the third best running back in fantasy, if you did. But this team, to get over the hump, to be able to beat the Green Bay Packers, to, because they're probably going to have to go to Green Bay because Green Bay is going to be the one Fran. or San Fran. Yep. You're going to have to do something special. And I think teams like San Francisco can match up well against the Saints. I think they have the personnel. That was an incredible game we saw in New Orleans that San Francisco won. Yeah. Okay? I think Green Bay has the same type of personnel that can match up in New Orleans, and they're going to have the advantage of being not playing in the to, Dome. They're going to be playing in Lambeau. To just close this so out. Antonio, this, so Antonio Brown gives them that yeah. edge, Trev. And I think if he can be smart and be – Just enough for like a next a good, month. Listen, he's got to be good for four games. Not six years, not six weeks, not 16 seasons or 16 weeks. Excuse me. I'm getting a little excited because <laughs> I know what time it is. It's playoff time. Well, it's, this it's, is where we're going to see but the this best is also. And if you didn't get, to, if you don't get a chance to check out our show, you can check it out on Spotify and YouTube as well. Follow us at Keys to the City. This is a football Friday. We're excited because this is a football Friday. We got a lot of great stuff. And I know we started with the Antonio Brown stuff, and it's big news because it's a playoff, a Super Bowl type team making a major splash. Possibly, I just think that there's. More negatives than positives. But if you win a Super Bowl, the lasting image could be Antonio Brown winning, being part of a Super Bowl winning team. Just, uh, just think that. Just th put that into perspective. Think about in Antonio Brown. Just picture. This. I know. I just. I want you to picture this. This would be the biggest middle finger to the NFL if Antonio Brown can win the Super Bowl with the Saints, and God forbid he was the difference maker and becomes the MVP. And he's one, the one that. Yeah. Is holding up the trophy at the end. It would be an incredible story. It would be. It would be. I don't even know if it would be fairy tale. No. But it just, would be. It would be a thirty thirty. It's luck. It would be. He a, got, he'll get lucky. You know what it'd be? It'd be a thirty thirty down the road. Yeah. But like we're showing a lot of excitement because it is football Friday. Big ass. Big implications. Big aspir aspirations <laughs> for many teams. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the NFC West in a, a couple moments, but. Also, Dak and what Dak versus Wentz, the Giants. What's going to happen with the New York Giants in the next couple days? And then there's head coaching positions. Black Monday's coming, so we'll talk about that. And then tomorrow, I can't wait for it. It's the college football playoff. My Buckeyes are playing, and what to many is the national championship. Probably it could be. Which quarterback will we be taking? When well, we're talking all football today, so I'm glad. I'm happy that all the people are tuning in for us. We had some couple technical difficulties, but we are back. And now I just said, like the NFC a West. A little technical difference? Just some, just some. But we are back. They couldn't hear us. I know, I know. You know but what, the NFC, But think about this. The NFC West, and I just said, there is major implications. The biggest game, impossible, maybe the year, comes down in week 17. Sunday night football. Sunday night football. The last game of the NFL 100 regular season comes down to the NFC West title. And you think about it. This, these two teams, for majority of the season, were at the upper echelon, top tier of the league. We were saying Super Bowl for both of them. Well, especially the 49ers because they were the one but surviving but undefeated even team, though. But even Seattle, you were thinking with Russell Wilson and if this team was running the football, if they could stay healthy, boy, oh, boy, they could be dangerous. Now you think the past month. I'm just looking through the schedule. Since December 1st with San Fran, they're 2-2. Two and two. They beat, they lose to Baltimore, tough game. They give up 46 to the Saints. I know, that's the Saints, but 
They won. It's different. With the, then they lose to Atlanta. Struggle. And then they struggle with the Saints. Or no, they struggle with the Rams. They were losing at one point. They give a 31. Reason why I say there's vulnerability with this team, because their greatest strength, yes, there was a great balance between the run game and the play action pass with Jimmy G. But it comes down, it came down to me why San Fran was so great, we thought, was because of their dominant defense. And their defense hasn't looked good for the past month. They're two and two. And their defense has given up the points. They're losing to teams like Atlanta. They're struggling. I know the Saints are great. I know that. But giving up 50, almost 50 points to a team and a team that has one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the league, and then almost lose to Los Angeles last week, giving up 31. And then you look at Seattle. They're 2-2, two and two, but they can't score. They lose 28-12 to 12 to the Rams. Then, lose to, then they beat Carolina. And they lose to the Cardinals. And the and, biggest and, thing, and at home. They're losing at home. And they're losing at home. They're losing players, too. Both teams are losing players. I think that's the major implication. Major players, too. And then also, Russell Wilson has to throw for 300 yards in the past month. You were saying and that this before. And this is the guy that we thought at one point was the odds-on favorite to win MVP. And I'm not saying it's his fault. No, he's dealing with so many, so many injuries. Only person I could compare that with is Carson Wentz, who we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But to see him with all these injuries... I mean, they just got Marshawn Lynch back. He hasn't played in a year. 14 months. It's fascinating to see this and that Russell Wilson, I mean, right now, both teams, yes, they have great records, but they, man, oh, man, they have major vulnerability spots right now and glaring holes right now going into when we should be playing the best and not going in struggling. Baltimore's going in crystal clear, smooth sailing. The Patriots are playing their game. Smooth sailing. The Chiefs are playing their game. Smooth sailing. The Saints. Hell, Green Bay you could put. They're playing great. These two teams, not so much. Who do you trust more? Do you trust Jimmy G in this balanced attack that's getting picked apart in the defense? Are we talking quarterback or team? I'm talking about the team. Who do you trust more? Do you trust this team knowing that they've given here, up a lot of here, points? Here's the, and here's, then, I know, and but then, here's the thing. I w I'm going to say Seattle in this sense. They've been here before. Russell Wilson's used to dealing with no receivers, no running backs, injured. But can he and, deal and with the all these injuries? And here's the other thing. The can you deal? The coach has been there. The most, a lot of those players in Seattle have been there. Okay? With the 49ers, they're a young team. This team was 4-12 and 12 last year. Kyle Shanahan's been there, you know, as a coordinator, but never as a head coach. But can and, and Russell Jimmy Wilson overcome it? His greatness, can it overcome all these injuries? The better team right now is the 49ers. They're the healthier team. Both teams need this win because yeah. they both need the bye. They both need the bye. Yeah. It's significant to both teams. You also got to think about this. For Seattle, it's home field advantage. Though their record this year in home field has not been what we're used to know, we're seeing. Mm -hmm. They are not the same dominant team. Look at last week. Speaks volumes right there. Arizona Cardinals, team that's got nothing to play for. Seattle, everything to play for. They go in, and they pretty much dominate the Seattle Seahawks last yeah. week. Kyler Murray, the rookie quarterback, Incredible job. He became the Russell Wilson that we thought Russell Wilson was going to be last I mean, week. He got hurt in now, the game, too. Seattle, their biggest vulnerability, and you said it. It's injuries. Man, you're getting Clowney so back. 
back Cam with Russell Wilson. Hold on. You got the three running backs out. Josh Gordon suspended for the season. Mm-hmm. You're looking at all these guys. Dwayne Brown, the left tackle. Yeah. That's the move they made last year to solidify their – this is the same thing the Texans did this year. They went to get Laramie Tunsil. you got to protect your quarterback. We know that. The 49ers are the better team. They have the better defense, even though they haven't played like that. Can Russell Wilson's greatness overcome all that? Well, I mean, we looked at a stat before, and what was he? He was 8-0 and against San Francisco in his and career. 8-0, and including postseason, plus 136 differential. But Point. remember – also, those remember, are different teams. San Fran has been bad for quite some time since those gr- glory days with Jim Harbaugh and that team. Who do I trust more? I'll still trust Seattle, but I think San Francisco is the better team. I know that's probably hypocritical, and it's not really answering the question. You ask me who I trust. I trust Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll in that team. But who do I think has a better chance to make it farther? It's 49 oh, because they are the more complete team. Okay, who has more vulnerability? Going in, uh, there's more vulnerability going into the playoffs. Seattle because of the injuries. Okay. Because of the injuries, you can't get those things. In the 49ers are mistakes that can be corrected, and the rest and health can make a big difference. The 49ers have had an injury bug that's hit them a little bit this season. Some so having players, that number bro. one seed, there's been a couple. Players. Having that home game, having that week of bye at this time of season, every NFL team to have a bye is so critical. It's such an advantage. We've seen what it's done for the New England Patriots the last 20 years. Having that first round bout, being able to sit back and prepare. Having that extra week of rest is is just you can't make up for that. At this point in another, everyone is hurt. Everyone is hurt. So to have that extra week just to get yourself, if you're at 75% to 85%, if you're 85 to 90, no one's gonna be hundred percent. That's why it's such well, an important it, it, game. I, I trust Russell Wilson, but I think the 49ers are a better team. I'm picking the 49ers to win this Sunday. I just think their overall talent, what it means for them, they are a more complete team, and they know they have something to prove too. I would go with the San Francisco 49ers to win. And I would trust them more because I trust their defense more than I trust the Seattle's defense. And when we get into postseason play, defenses are massive. It's it's one of the main reasons why you win a Super Bowl. And if, for people that don't think that, just look at the previous couple previous Super Bowl winners. The Patriots last year. The Eagles two years ago, their defense was great, though. I know Nick Foles was magical in what he did, but their defense was great and made plays when needed most. They won that Super Bowl against the Patriots because they got to Brady. You look at the Broncos. Look at the Giants. The past couple teams. The Ravens. The Buccaneers. These teams won Super Bowls because they're great defenses. So I expect San Fran to win on Sunday. And I trust them more because of their defense over. I know they're depleted with injuries, both teams. But I'll take that defense. And for a time when you have to be playing your best, knowing that you're a week away from the playoffs, both of these teams are going into the playoffs with major question marks. One of these teams is going to be a top two seed. And one of these teams is going to be playing on wild card week. Well, I also put up the stat for you know people to see. So it just shows the points per games per team, opponents. Well, we were going to get into and, that. and the scoring differential. And if you look at the 49ers are the highest at plus 164. Yeah. And of the four major teams in the NFC playoff picture, and that's what we're talking about too. We'll build off of that. Is the Seattle Seahawks, and they're only plus 12. So that shows so much vulnerability. They're ninth in uh, giving scoring points, but 21st. So listen, their margin for error is smaller yeah. than maybe the other three teams. Okay. But you can make the argument they have the best player. So, yeah, no, you're right. They might, yeah. So you're going in a week away from the playoffs. And while we get to see the best of the best now, 
to play for a chance in Miami this year. And who's going to do it? Who is the scariest team currently going into the AFC and the NFC? I think it's very simple. I think there's seven teams that this argument is all about, but which one of those teams in each conference? There's three in the AFC, and then there's four in the NFC, and the four in the NFC right there. So I want to start with the NFC. And these have been the seven best teams all year pretty much. We've, I think we've always put them in the top seven. If, if we had our power rankings, they would be always in the top seven. What, the four NFC teams that we're four talking about? Four NFC and the, the three. Just well, a different order. Kansas City, New England, and Baltimore. Baltimore. Those, and then those four. The way I see it, it's so one the, AFC team, four NFC teams, and then the rest of the AFC. I still can't, I still can't count out the Patriots. Yeah, but I'm going to put the four NFC teams before I put the Patriots. To my perspective. So who Maybe do you the, think going the, at the most vulnerable team you want to make an argument is the Patriots over Seattle. Okay, whatever. Then I'm putting Baltimore, the next three NFC teams, New England, Seattle, and then Kansas City. Who is the scariest team, do you think, going into the playoffs? I think it's Kansas City because— Really? For the AFC, it's Kansas City. I think it's a no-doubter it's Kansas City because they have— we're gonna make, We could say Lamar Jackson— but he's never been in this situation. I saw what Mahomes did in the playoffs. And I saw what he did in the snow two weeks ago at home. And I saw what he did in Chicago with weather. And weather's not an excuse. And now the excuse that Kansas City's defense is not good enough? Go look at their last five games. Go look at their numbers. Yeah. On their five-game yeah, winning streak, they've, they've only given up 9.5 points they've a game. Good. They've had shutouts. Yeah. Okay? They've given up three points in the last two games. They're inc- they play incredible defense right now. Tyron Matthew, if he played like this early in the season, he would be a, would be a choice for defensive player of the year. That's how good he's been when Steve Spags has moved him up. Into Spags the, being Spags. Well, you know what they did was he used to play deep in coverage. Now they moved him into the interior slot position where he's able to freelance along the line of scrimmage, blitz, and play he's zone. Been, he, was like that in, he was like that in college. He exactly. can do everything. So you look at their defense. Now that they got Terrell Suggs, they have Chris Jones. They have Pashras. They have um, Del- uh, Clark. That they oh, took- Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank yeah, Clark yeah. that they took from Seattle. So they got the pass rush. They always had the offense. Okay? This team is vulnerable. And no one, unlike Baltimore, can score like Baltimore in the NFL. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw what they could do. If there is one team that can match Baltimore p- punch for punch, it's their offense. And Kansas City could beat them. And that's the team that – I don't see New England beating Baltimore. I see the team that can beat them – is the Chiefs because they can jump they're on the only, They're the only one of the big teams because that I think, beat them. Because they can, they can go point for point with them. And if they're the type of team that can jump on Baltimore 4 nothing and take Baltimore but out they're of fast defensively as well. Kansas City. Yeah. Yes. And they can match them speed so for speed, now offensive th- versus defensive. The NFC for me, it's Green Bay. Because it's the Aaron Rodgers factor. Can he, can he get onto that Aaron Rodgers role? See, this year he hasn't been Aaron Rodgers-esque. We're not, you know, I said he's not 4,000 yards. He's not 40 touchdowns in one pick. He's been kind of pedestrian. He wasn't even that great in the Monday night football game against the Vikings. But if he could turn it on and rekindle some of that old juice. I think the thing that's going to get Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones has been such that's a That's what I think is the difference with Green Bay. And is that I think that's a good thing. I don't think they need to have Aaron Rodgers beat. He doesn't have beat, to win yes. the football games. It's good. It's great to have Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong, but to have a running game with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones leading the pack, and that's how they won on Monday night. They ran the football. They controlled, but their defense is also getting good. And those signs of Preston, Preston Smith, Preston Smith, and Sedarius Smith have been unbelievably unbelievable signings. They've been great for them. I like those two. I'm still going with the New England Patriots. 
I just for twenty. I know it's because same, of the New England factor. It's because it's just New England. I can't get over it's New England. I don't. We thought this time last year. Do you remember last time, a year ago, when the Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots on that on the Miami Miracle? Yeah, absolutely. And we were like, this team is different. They're not going to get there. They just don't have it in them. It's a different team. And what do they do? It's different. It's different when it hits January and February for this team for the past 20 years. They have the best coach for a reason. They have the quarterback of all quarterbacks. Mahomes is, Mahomes is great. Lamar has been great this year. But you can't take away number 12. You can't. I don't. He's had the least amount of talent of any quarterback I've ever seen. And to see what he's been able to do for 20 years and dominate. I know. They're going to win 12 games again. They're going to win 12 games again for a team that everybody thinks is an offense that's inept at times. But yet, they're still going to win. The, they won yes, the Yes, they seeds. did find the they're running game against gonna the Bills. Be, they're still going to be the two seed. And that was a playoff game. That was a playoff game. Playing the Buffalo Bills, I know it's the Bills, but who cares? That was a playoff game against a great defense and against a team very similar to you. And that's what happened. They won. They won it because of they playing their style, their game. And that's why, yes, it will be extremely tough. Anybody that has to go to Baltimore, it's going to be extremely tough because Baltimore has looked like a juggernaut, a complete juggernaut, just like the Chiefs of last year. But this team, you cannot. I, I trust more. I trust more the Patriots going into Baltimore. Yes, they already played on Sunday night. Yes, they already got smacked around by the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night. But don't give a Bill Billier team a second chance. They're still the scariest team in the AFC because it's the Patriots. Say whatever you want. There's nothing to say about bad about this team because they've done it. It's laughable. And then the NFC, I'm still going to go to Saints. And I'm not even putting it with the addition possible, the possibility of having Antonio Brown on the team. I just still like, I think they're the most balanced team of all the three. They still have Breeze, and that's the scary thing. Is that thing. the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Never know. The reason why I say the Saints, and what did I say to you? The best thing that could have happened to this team is the Drew Brees injury. Yeah, because he's stronger and down look, the stretch. And look how great he's been the past month. He's been dominant. We always talked about fantasy because we had him on a fantasy team. And we said, did you look at Brees' numbers? Did you look at what he's done? I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. And that's why I say, and that was always the knock the past couple years with Drew Brees. He kind of wore down at the end of the season. Always faltered. Now he had rest. He had that six weeks of rest. Guess what? He's playing like right now like the man. He's playing like he looks like the best quarterback in the league. He's playing great. This team is playing great. They can never get Alvin Kamara, and it started last week against a good Tennessee team. He had a great game. They ever get him involved like he was last year, look out. And then their defense is one of the best, and they have the coaching. I'll take their coaching over any of the other four coaches. I'll take Sean Payton over the other three. I would too. I'll take Belichick over Jim Harbaugh. And then I have Andy Reid third. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. I would take him over John Harbaugh. And you would take him over Jim too. <laughs> yeah, I would take him over Jim too. I don't know. And Andy Reid, I, tell you I would one take thing. him over. I tell you, I I'll tell you one thing, though. If there is one coach that can match wits, it's Andy Reid. And, and wits? Wits. Wits. Oh. Okay. Like the youths. Two youths. You know what I mean? I just pulled the judge. Andy Reid and John Harbaugh match up really well coaching-wise against Belichick. Harbaugh has gone into New England and beaten That's him. Now, true. he won't have to this year. Nope. But I'm just saying, wits-wise, he's mindset. Yep. I like Andy Reid 
and John Harbaugh as head coaches to compete against the Patriots and not be out coached. They're they might get beat, yeah. but they won't get out coached. And what did we always say? And what was um on a get up this morning? It always comes back to coaching too. And I feel as though Belichick is in a class of his own. Well, what did Belichick say in that video? The second players can't make up for bad coaching. Yeah. Bad, good players can't overcome bad coaching. Thank you. It's plain and simple. If you had to put the rankings, I'm not, Belichick's number one, but if you had to put number two, you probably would put Peyton or maybe Harbaugh of all the teams in the play, that are going into the playoffs. That would be the only discussion. I think I would take the three AFC coaches. Then over the four because you so, have Shanahan and, so, and, 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 and you have Lafleur who are brand new still to the game, and then Carroll you would have to put Carroll up there. Yeah, but those two teams. The reason why I picked the Saints and the Patriots is because they have the best coaching and making coaching adjustments late in the playoff. You know, in yes. game situational yes. time, and there's no better team than the Patriots, and we've seen that. Yes. That's why they were showing before. They outscore their opponents the most in the first and third quarter because when does coaching take point? That first quarter because you can jump on a coach and catch them, and then the third quarter when you're making adjustments coming out of halftime. Let's stick to the NFC and two teams that are not going to scare anybody. Maybe. Just, just other than the fans, maybe. But two teams that have been up and down. Two teams that came into this year that had Super Bowl at- Playoff implications, winning championship, and they're in our division, the NFC East. You know, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. But I'm going back to this is why the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make the playoffs and the Dallas Cowboys are not. No, it's plain and simple. Carson Wentz, this past month, has proved that why Carson Wentz got his contract and Dak Prescott yet still doesn't have a contract. You think about what Carson Wentz has done since December 1st. Since that division, since that terrible, terrible loss to the Miami Dolphins, in which he had 300 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick still. But since then, he's got six touchdowns, no picks, averaging about almost 300 yards a game. QBR, 108. The numbers say all, but the most important thing is that they're 3-0. and and leading the NFC East. And Dak Prescott, well, they're one and three. Everybody wants to say, they've been saying, oh, Dak Prescott's a better player than Carson Wentz. Well, past month hasn't said it. And I think it just concludes the statement. We know Carson Wentz is a more talented quarterback. We get that. But he's still a better quarterback overall than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott will have the better numbers this year. But when it came down to crunch time against the Patriots, they lost. Thursday on Thanksgiving, lost. Then lost to the Bears. Yeah, they destroyed the Rams, and then they played the Eagles last week. I know he had a bum shoulder, but still, he hasn't played well. And the team as a whole. And Carson Wentz has been winning games. With a team that literally their second best weapon is their running back. It's no one else. You said Greg Ward Jr. That's their number one receiver right now, other than Zach Ertz, who's not even going to possibly play this week. Well, he's got cracked. Put Dak Prescott on the Philadelphia Eagles. Put Carson Wentz on the Dallas Cowboys right now. The Dallas Cowboys are probably fighting for a top two seed right now. And the Philadelphia Eagles are not even in the discussion of maybe even playing in the NFC East. 
I don't understand why people even make this an argument anymore. He's a good quarterback, Dak. Don't get me wrong. Is he? He's, he's a good quarterback. He's an above average. Listen, I don't think we should say the term. I think we should use that term lightly with Dak Prescott. I do not think he's a good quarterback. Then he's bad. He's either good no, or bad. No, he's an above average quarterback. Then he's good then. Above average is good. Is it good? It's a B. It's B level. Carson Wentz has a talent. Mm-hmm. It's never been about talent. Carson Wentz the more talented player since day one. That's why he went number two. It's not about that. Dak has the better team. He has had the better team. He's like a closer to Derek Carr than he is to an Aaron Rodgers. And I'm talking about Dak Prescott. He needs a complete team to win you games. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz's talents are there. The biggest knock of Carson Wentz has been injury or hasn't won the big games because Nick Foles got him in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. The first year, and Nick Foles won the playoff games last year. Carson Wentz has never played in a big game. Hadn't beaten Dallas that many times. He only beat him once beforehand. Okay? He didn't have a playoff win. Nick Foles got the wins. He hasn't. So we're waiting for Carson Wentz to produce at the level. See, when we look at Carson Wentz, we look at Aaron Rodgers. We look at Mahomes. We look at we look at that type of The ta- tools that the he tools has. The talent. Yes, yes. He's got the arm. He's got the athleticism. When we see Dak Prescott. Does he, does he turn the ball over a lot? Yes. Okay? Dak doesn't. But Dak can't win you the big ones. He beats, on, he beats the teams that he's supposed to beat. He's got one of the best offense lines. He's got one of the best running backs. He has a number one receiver. He has a great defense or had a good defense yeah. that was at one point we thought was going to be great. Mm-hmm. This year they played like crap. That's part of the reason why Dallas hasn't been the same because they haven't been as dominant. Yep. The Eagles, with all the excuses, if Dak Prescott Not was on the excuses, Eagles, it's it's the it's the issues. Yeah, but there's been had. excuses because Carson Wentz. We've used excuses. If Dak Prescott was on uh, was on the Eagles yeah. this year and late in the season, would they even be in a playoff race? Not a no. chance. And that game Sunday, if it was reversal roles, wouldn't have even been close. No. Carson Wentz won a game with a fourth string receiver, a fifth string receiver, his starting tight end with a fractured rib that didn't play much. Dallas Godier, their number Dallas, two tight How about that? Rib. Dallas got killed by Dallas. I mean, they Miles, got picked I apart mean, by Dallas. I mean, just think about how many guys have won with it. That's Tom Brady s type winning. Yes, winning with no one. Yeah, and like the, like I just said, the past Tom month. Tom Brady's winning with Julian Edelman and and who who I mean, Sony Michelle had a good game last week, but really, who are they who's he winning with? Yeah. who's the tight end? Do you know the tight end, folks? Ben Watson. Oh, Jacoby oh, wow. Myers winning guys I mean, like yeah, that. These guys are really scary. Philip Dorsett, Nikhil Harry. I mean, just look what the Patriots have done. But then look at the Eagles, and that's where it comes down to. When are you playing your best? The Eagles are playing their best right now. They're playing with what they have on going out in the field every time they produce on the field. They're three and zero in the last three. The the Cowboys are one and two. That's the difference. It ends the discussion. The Philadelphia Eagles should take care of business this week against a team that has no business being there, and that's the Giants. And they'll get into the playoffs. They should. And, that's a and Dallas will have another year that, guess what? Dallas isn't in the playoffs. Not even in the playoffs. It's another year of just them being underperforming, overrated, and disappointing. And the Philadelphia Eagles also always win over them when it matters most because they got the coaching. Better coaching always wins in this league, coaching too. Coaching matters. Coaching does matter. And I just talked about the New York Giants. And like I said, there's no business for them to win this game. They shouldn't. The Eagles are still the better team, even with a depleted team that they have right now, a terrible secondary, a terrible receiving core. They're still the better team because they got the better coaching. They have the better quarterback right now. The Eagles have no business losing this game. 
They should be in the NFC East. But I won't be they shocked. They should be the NFC East. I won't be shocked. I won't be either. So the question remains. We are a couple days away. And this is kind of a two-part question because my next final part is the head coaching positions. We're a couple days away from the dreadful, and if you're a head coach that's on this, is the dreadful Black Monday. And we all know what that means. It means people lose jobs. And one of the big questions right now, specifically for us, because we are Giant fans, is what is going to happen in three days? What is going to happen come Monday morning? Will Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer still have a job? Still be with the New York Giants? There's major question marks. What is going to happen? What about the coaching staff? What is the ownership going to do? Are they going to pull the plug already and go back? I mean, I just think this is... This could be a huge hit to Daniel Jones as well. You think about that. You never, as a team... You never want to be in this predicament right now. You all. don't want to be a team that gets a head coach and GM. You fire your pass guy. Two years later, you're doing again. It's just a whole nother project but if, again. If you had a you don't want to be yes, in this predicament. But if predicament. you had a choice, personally, the way I feel, and, and I wish I was there even more advancedly to speak about it, was I think if you're going to do it, you got to do it in his rookie season. You don't want next year. If you're going to keep Shermer and Gettleman for another season and it, it becomes a complete failure again – the more years that you put those two together, it's going to hurt his, yeah. him future. Where if you're going to make the move, make it now. Make it now. It's like a puppy. Make the move now. You can train him and get everything fixed before, before the, you know, the crap hits the fan. Yeah. Let's do it now. Let's make the move. Now, the question is, do they go with both guys to leave? Do they keep both guys? Or do they break them apart? And if I think if, if and I think the obvious answer is Shermer's gonna go and Gettleman will stay because if you're gonna change the GM, you're making a full yeah, turnover again because that means defensive coordinator, that means all the coaching, that means philosophy, that means strategy everything. and start team. from scratch. You got to reconfigure everything, and you got to start from scratch again. Now, some teams might not mind that; other teams don't because that's not a, the not the Giants. The Giants are a franchise that. Stability is supposed to yes, be. Yes, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be respected around the league. It's not right now because of moment because of situations like this. Start from scratch. It's it's one of the worst things you can have as an owner, as a franchise, is to go back to the drawing boards, go back to step one. And that's what could happen. To me, the most likely scenario is Shermer's gone Monday. Gettleman has one more year. Absolutely. I think that's the most likely... Reports, there's sources that are saying Tish wants major changes from both. But he wants both Gettleman and Shermer gone. I and, uh, and I'm reading Steve's comments. I do agree. I think Gettleman does stay. I, I think, think Gettleman I think, does I think, stay I think too. Be, I think he'll be good for Daniel Jones. The thing is, and what we've questioned about Gettleman is it's it's the players that he has chosen. Yeah. You know, there was a big question when he took Saquon over the quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Whatever you want to say. I think the now, debate's over. I think the debate's, that debate's over. over. It's, it, Daniel Jones, they got their quarterback. I think they got their and, quarterback. And then the the, we're taking Daniel Jones at six because everyone felt, let's take someone else. Let's take the Josh Allen pass yeah. rusher. Let's take someone else. Let's trade back. Yeah. You listen, trade Beckham. You trade listen, Vernon. I you think, trade Snack. I, I, here's the thing. I think he's hit on the first two on the first round picks. He hit on he hit on Saquon. Yeah. I think Daniel Jones is will, going can be a franchise. And then I I um excuse me. Um I'm drawing a blank. Darius Slayton, they've hit, he's hit. He's fight. hit on more. Dexter Lawrence, he's hit. He's hit. My thing is all, and I'm glad you say that because the Daniel Jones thing. I think that's one of the big major 
How's it affect your quarterback? Exactly. One of the main concerning issues. There were Jet fans calling for Adam Gase's head. The Jets stuck with him. And that is that is a good thing for the sense of Sam Darnold. It helps Sam Darnold. You have a rookie quarterback who's had a a, a pretty good rookie season for our expectations coming to the year. Personally, and I don't say, mind if Gettleman stays another year. No, I don't. And, but, they, and they give me Sherman, Sherman, but I also think the coordinator, Betcher's got to go. I think I don't, Betcher's going to be an I think he's going to be the odd man out ex- as well. We're not going to use the excuse, oh, they don't have no players, so let's wait till he gets players. No. No. If you're a coordinator and a good coordinator, you, you're able to adapt. You're able. Listen, you're not going to get over some uh, flaws. Hey, the Patriots, the, there's but you teams can, you that can make ma- it. You can make there's do. There's teams that make it. And I don't like that. his strategies. No. I don't like and and listen. We know we need personnel. And one of the crazy questions that I've been seeing, and everybody that all I've been seeing from all these pages, these giant pages, is, oh, we're gonna miss out on Chase Young. I don't know about you, but yeah, I would love to have Chase Young on my team and next year and be the anchor of our defense for the next ten to twelve years and dominate. I'm more worried to see Pat Shermer as the next as the giant head coach come Tuesday. I'm more nervous of that. Because I do not think, I think we've seen enough of what to expect of what Pat Shermer is. For everybody that says, oh, I'll give him another year with Daniel Jones. Nope. He's had 14 games. That's pretty, two games. It's, a good, it's been, a, it's, it's telling minus enough. the injuries, okay, whatever. But everything else, two years, just the way he handles himself, he just, this guy, it's too much. It's over with. He had enough time. Two years is enough. If you can't figure it out two years in and you're still horrible, how much more do you have to prove? How much more do you have to display that says he's going to be our guy? It's enough. I'm more nervous as a Giant fan to see Pat Sherman as the head coach next week. Oh, than absolutely. To, than to see Chase Young, okay? I understand. He could be a generational talent. Listen, I understand no one's that. telling you about Chase Young. Trust me. You know all about him. You're we right? know about Chase Young, how great he is, even though people didn't hear of him in the beginning of the year, and all of a sudden everybody knows of him. Give me a break. I don't want to see Pat Shermer as the, next, as the Giant head coach. I'll take anybody over him. He's one of the worst coaches in the league for a reason. They're not good. I don't think he wasn't good in Cleveland. I he, think he gets out coached late in games. He wasn't situation. good in Cleveland. He wasn't good with the Giants. He's got an eighteen and fifty eighteen and fifty record. What else do you have to show? What else do we have to prove more that he's a quarter, that he's going to be the guy? I'm sorry, but eighteen and fifty doesn't sound really good to me. I'm sick of it. And if he did, needs to go. And if the Giants <laughs> keep him, shame on Tish. Shame on the Mara family for keeping him for another year. And think about the last two games. It could be even worse if it wasn't for the last two games. The Eli Manning game against Miami. And, and it's la- very frustrating. And, and then last week against Washington. I have no issue with Gettleman staying another year. I have no issue with it. I want Pat Shermer gone. I'm done with Pat Shermer. Need something new. The culture stinks in New York Giant land. I- we just talked about it a couple weeks ago. It starts with culture. The Giants' culture stinks. And everybody says, oh, Daniel Jones and Saquon are fighting. Yeah, they're going to. What are they going to say? Yeah, get him out of here. We don't want him anymore. Of course they're going to say it. That's what players do. They're going to fight for their coach. Or, or they wouldn't be on the Giants' team. Right, exactly. We know, we're, that's, we, ba- that's, that's, common. No, we that's know, self-explanatory. We, it's common sense. We, we know what big mouths get in New York. They get sent to Cleveland. They get sent out. They go trade. They get traded to Detroit. They get traded to Cleveland. See you later. They get traded. They get rid of. They don't sign you. Of course they're gonna say it. I don't know what to expect with the Giants. All I've been seeing is major changes coming. Okay, then that better. But then, then that better not be just the defensive coordinator gone. Because that's not a major change. 
I mean, it that's is. a normal change. That's normal then. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, normal. If he wasn't good, he's gone. Major change head coach. is if head coach, the whole coaching staff is gone, and even a Gettleman. That's major change. So it's time to put up or shut up, Giant fans. But not Giant fans. Giants organization. Sick, that's it. Sick of losing. I'm sick of losing too. These are dark times. I'm sick of it. They need to make a, a major splash. They got to go find a good coach. If it's Ron Rivera, if it's Matt Rule, I don't care. As long as it's not Pat Shermer, I think I've said my piece. You said your piece. We're going to close out with speaking of head coaches. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I We're about that. I well, I know because yeah. well, that's a perfect But circle. it's Black Monday, like I said, and we uh, just talked about Monday. It's, just day. So, it's a bad day for some because people get fired. People lose jobs and don't ever get jobs again. They got to go work at um, State Farm or Allstate. No. Because sometimes these coaches don't get another chance. And you look at the teams right now. Which head coaching position right now in the future is the most intriguing? And I'll just write down, and I named the teams off. But we don't know what their coaching situations are going to be. That's why I said Dallas, question mark. The Giants, question mark. The Browns, question mark. The Panthers need a head coach. Falcons just said they're retaining Dan Quinn, so they're off the list. Jaguars, Chargers, question mark, and then the Washington Redskins. Redskins. If you're one of those coaches that have been in the news of been reports of if you're going to be interested by these teams. If you're a coach, I'll give you the floor. If you're a head coach, to you, which is the most intriguing head coaching position? It's tough because my original choice was going to be the Atlanta Falcons. But now you have to make I, it. I love their GM. I love their owner, Arthur Blank. Well, guess what? Dimitriov, they have If the you're talent. great, you make adjustments. No, I know. It all depends on where your strategy is as a coach. Because you know the most talented team that you could choose to that list that you just gave me is the Dallas Cowboys. But it's the it's like being the New York Yankees manager. You know the spotlight's going to be on you full blast, 24-7, yep. and you know you're going to have an owner yep. that's going to kind of take the spotlight from you and is going to be the main man and it's not going to be you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't mind being the setback guy, the guy that's going to be like, well, you have to do this and this and this, a yes man, then you go to Dallas. Yep. I think the Browns job is really intriguing because of the talent there. If you can get I just the, think it's I just think that's a, I, I just think that's a toxic place cuz Cleveland is Cleveland. I like I you know who I think and now that I'm going to go uh, Carolina. I think you have a very good opportunity to win. Okay. If you retain Cam Newton and he comes back healthy and that's your choice as a coach, he we know what type of quarterback he can be. He can be an MVP caliber player. You have an MVP caliber running back McCaffrey, mm -hmm. I think we're starting to see a number one receiver emerge down, down there in DJ Moore. They have still Luke Keekley, who's not the same, but he's still a leader in uh, presence. They have Shaq Thompson, outside linebacker. Yeah. They, they have a good pass rush. Mm -hmm. You get a right coach, you schematics, you change yep. a couple things, you hit a couple pieces in free agency in the draft. I think that's a very intriguing team because let's say the Saints win this year and Drew Brees retires. Well, they're going to take a step back. Tampa Bay I don't worry about. And the Falcons are coming off two disappointing seasons back-to-back. -back. So if I'm looking as a Carolina fan, as a coach, as a thing, and I like the ownership. The ownership, okay, very good ownership. They got a lot of money, investment. Okay. I think it's a very good opportunity and, job to win. And I think they got a big question lurking. What do they do with the quarterback? That's the perfect example. I think I would love that. So you look at all these teams, 
What's your team? <laughs> Mr. Honestly. I, I, I'm going to look through every team. There's major issues with every team. I, I would think Dallas, Chargers, but Dal- I think the, the only reason Fire why Cole. I say Dallas has an issue is because, look, you have to deal with Jerry Jones. That's what it comes with. If you're a guy that wants total control, you're not getting that. Just ask Jimmy Johnson. Just ask Bill Parcells. The Giants, you got Daniel Jones. You got Barkley. You got the, you got the Giant fan. It's Giants. It's the name, the Giants. Got the mirrors, the Tish, the Tish family. The Browns, they're a toxic mess. They've been a toxic mess for years. The Panthers, Ted, I think that might be the most intriguing. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville and the Chargers. Two teams, ter- just, yeah, they're just there. The Chargers have a terrible fan base. They, they made the, the worst decision to ever make the move to Los Angeles. It's been a complete disaster. Players are, uh, it's a disaster there. And then Washington is just Washington. You got to deal with Dan Snyder. They've been a mess for so long. I mean, if I had to think of a team right now, looking at that list, I'd agree with you. I'd say the Panthers. I don't like any my, of these. My, I, my I mean, Giants, I, obviously, I, w- I would love to be the Giants, but that's the Giants. You look at all these ones. I, would, you know, I wouldn't want to deal with Dan Schneider. I wouldn't want to deal with Jerry Jones. The Chargers fan base is awful. They're just... They, <laughs> They're just there. They're just right there. Jacksonville's the same way. Cleveland's toxic. And Washington is Washington. I would pick the Panthers. And you said it best. I mean, they have a a caliber MVP-type player, a guy you can build around in Christian McCaffrey. And then you have the big question going in. Do you decide to keep Cam Newton? It saves you a draft pick. It saves you to trade up, possibly. It saves you future tra- draft picks as well. But you could also trade him and never know yes. what you can get. So it all depends what you're trying to do as but a coach. But I would agree I think with Carolina, you. And I think the Chargers are very intriguing because you can look at it the same way you look at Carolina. You know, Phil Rivers, I think his show is over, but I think they yeah. retain him for another season. You're going to br- go into a brand-new stadium next season. You have going with the Rams. Time. But – well, I know, just like the Giants. But you're going into a brand-new stadium, so you're not going to have that difference yeah. of playing in a soccer stadium. I would agree. But I don't think Anthony Lynn gets fired this year. I, would, I don't. And that's why I put a question. I would agree with you with the Carolina Panthers. That's how I feel. Time will tell. Black Monday's coming, and some guys are going to lose some jobs. Time will tell what happens. We'll see. Going to be a great weekend in the NFL. Can't wait. Week 17, the final season. Or the, not the final season. It's the final week of the NFL 100. So enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a break and our one and only break. When we come back, we're sticking to football. It's the college football playoff. Is this the best ever in the college football short history as well? And Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, who would you take between them two? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, who would you take between them? And quarterback rankings. Dad, I want to know your quarterback rankings of the four. We're going to talk all about that in our college football playoff preview. Keys to the city. We'll be right back, folks. Gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. If you didn't get to check out the first part of our show, you can check it out on Spotify and YouTube at Clovercrest Media as well. If you want to start your own podcast, check out Clovercrest Media as well. If you want to. have fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of time, but it's a lot of fun, especially when you're doing something you love to do. And boy, oh boy, speaking of 
love, and I love some great college football. And we are a couple out. We are T-minus 27 hours away or 26 and a half hours away from the start of the 2019 college football playoff. Boy, oh boy. This has taken a hit the past couple years, if you think about it. The college football playoff has, the name sounds great. Some of the teams that have been in have been great, but it's always taken a hit in the ratings. It's always taken a hit because of the game just not being interesting. It's not been interesting. But I think this year is going to be different. And it's very simple. Look at the quarterbacks. Look at the coaches. Some of the best coaches in college football with the, with the, the, the miss of Nick Saban. These are four of the best coaches. And then you have... For the four best quarterbacks in college football with the, with the exception with, of Tua. Exactly. With the subtraction of Tua, these are the four best teams in college football with the exception of Alabama. And that's what it all comes down to. You want to talk about a sport that is driven by a position, and we see it every year in the draft, the money, they're always getting paid the most. It always comes back to the quarterbacks. And you look at it. You got the Heisman Trophy winner. You got the guy that finished second in the Heisman. You got the guy that finished third. And you had the guy in the beginning of the year that we all thought was the odds-on favorite. He's also a guy that's and won maybe, 27 straight and games. And maybe, maybe the best of the four. Yeah, 20, 28 going on 28. Well, The, the record's the 29. Is, he's won four, 24 straight. Okay. And he might be the best. I'm telling you, ladies, this is going to be a different college football. I will be stunned if those games tomorrow are bad because it was different. It's different when you well, get... It's well, here's, here's hold the on, hold thing. on. It's different in the past couple of years when you've seen quarterbacks like a Jay Coker or a Blake Sims or a Connor Cook, teams that have been in the college football playoff, Michigan State, Alabama, but not great quarterbacks. It's different with this. JT Barrett. JT Barrett, who was good, who was very good. But this just feels different. These are probably... And these teams... The talent, the talent pool that's surrounded in these two games. Let alone, I didn't even mention that you probably have the two best defensive players in the country playing in these games and playing in the same game tomorrow. It's fascinating the amount of talent, the talent in this college football playoff. But like I said, it comes back to the quarterback play and how great these quarterbacks are. You get to see... It's different because past well, years I mean, you had about, better quarterbacks, but on. you had better quarterbacks past years, and no, this year no, th- that this didn't year, make the playoffs. Yeah, that didn't make the playoffs always. This year you get to see you get to see Joe Burrow versus Jalen Hurts. You get to see the possible number one pick next year game and two in pick. Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. And to think both That's of those what, guys were one and two in their high yes. school recruiting class a yes. year ago. Think about this. Three years ago, since Ohio State lost that game to Clemson, those two teams have a combined record of 78-5. and five. You want to talk crazy. About, you want to talk about dominance. Oh, you want to yeah. talk about a Clemson team that's been in their fifth straight college football playoff. You're talking about Oklahoma who's made their third straight college football playoff. Jalen Hurts, think about it. He's been in it every year since he's been the starting quarterback. Crazy, right? Joe okay. Burrow, the transfer quarterback from Ohio State that goes to LSU, that revolutionizes LSU's offense, that's the won the Heisman Trophy by the biggest margin, yeah. is now going to play the transfer from Alabama, who has beaten LSU and twice as the Alabama quarter. Now he has a chance at Oklahoma with Wrinkle and Riley, the third transfer quarterback in a row. I mean, and just, mention, the storyline, Justin also, Fields was at Georgia, and he goes to Ohio State after Joe Burrow transfers. 
and takes over the job and leads Ohio State to an undefeated season. It has well, Joe Burrow touchdowns. transferred last year. Oh, I know, but you just think about what but also you the storylines with these quarterbacks. And also three transfers. Oh, oh, yeah, three transfers. Yep. And then Trevor Lance, Lawrence, the guy who we thought was supposed to be the Mister Everything this year, kind of fell back in oh, the wayside. He's, he's playing like it now. And he's had twenty-four touchdowns and zero picks in the last six games. And not to mention, you have two teams that have been in every college football playoff since the beginning. They haven't been in all of them in every year. Clemson, F- five straight. Clemson's been. I in said every, that. Clemson's been in every. Ohio one. State hasn't been there since. Oklahoma's th- been in three four. straight. Oklahoma's been in four and three straight. Four of the five. Okay. But I'm just saying, it's fascinating. Ohio to see. State won the first one ever. Yes, I know that. And to see this now, like we've always had question marks going in. That's going into this play. For the past couple of years, it's always like, can Oklahoma do this? Or or Kyler Murray, can he do this? But we always wanted to see. Oh, I always, It's always about matchups, right? Well, here's the other it's thing. Always, we always get to, wanted to see Super Bowl. It's a great example of this. We always wanted, like last year, we wanted to see Brady and Breeze the past couple of years. We wanted to see uh Brady against Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Hell, in the NBA, we always wanted to see Kobe versus LeBron. We never got to see it. But it's different with this year now because you get to see the Joe Burrow versus Jalen Hurts matchup. You get to see Chase Young versus Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. And then you get to see Isaiah Simmons against and, and Chase Young, who probably are the two no, top two defensive players coming into the draft you're, this year. You're not even talking about this. I'm missing. I know. Derek Stingley, the the freshman cornerback from LSU, one of the top rated corner uh, defensive players. The whole first of all of the LSU team, which is kind of yeah. crazy, because his teammate Grant Dupuy won the Jim Thorpe Award, yeah, which Del, wasn't Del deserving. Great, yeah. Okay. He's a first round talent. You also got Stingley, who's going to be going against two first round wide receivers and Justin Ross and T Higgins. Who? Stingley doesn't play. No. No, I'm just I'm thinking of po- possible. You got those Playing C.D. Lamb. You got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb against top- Stingley. Jeff Akuda from Jeffrey Akuda is, is a top corner. He's going to be playing be against Stingley. He's going to be going against those guys. Yes. There's so much talent on these two teams. If you just took these four teams right now and put their talent together, you would make up three quarters of the first round next year. The I, only team that would be Alabama. missing would be Alabama players. Like I said, I come tomorrow if it's – 7.30 and 11 o'clock, and both of these games are blowouts, I will be stunned because I just don't see it happening. I really don't because of the players are on all the, four of these teams right now. These are the best of the best with the exception of Alabama. I just put the picture up, the one you sent me the other yeah. day about their dominance. Yeah. You just look at LSU, scoring offense third, scoring defense is 27. We know that's kind of been their weakest link, which is kind of surprising because they've been known for defense. Ohio State, number one scoring offense, number three scoring defense. Clemson, number four scoring offense, number one scoring. De- I mean, you just look. I mean, these are top. And then Oklahoma as fifth got- scoring offense. Yep. And the fifth scoring defense. But there's, we've seen Oklahoma has made strides this year defensively mm-hmm. from where they were last year. They were the top rated defense in the Big 12 this year. I don't know. People are going to probably say, ah, it's the Big 12, no credit. Okay, whatever. But they, but still, have, they still have improved. And they have a star studded linebacker in Kenneth Murray. He's a beast. He's sideline to sideline talent. He's and that the, could be. He's probably and that, the, He's the second best player. And that to, could uh, be the matchup. Linebacker and that could be Isaiah the matchup Sims. that we watched in that first game. Joe Burrow versus Kenneth Murray because of that spy. He's gonna have to. I mean, their defense. They're dealing with suspensions as well. I mean, that's it's an unfortunate situation to see because you're playing in the college football playoff. But you just look at the matchups. I mean. 
there's not one matchup you can specifically pick and be like, that's the one matchup I want to see because there are so many. Well, I mean, in both games, I'm talking about too. It's not just the Clemson and, and Ohio State game, who many predict should be, I mean, who think is the odds on that favorite yes. to be the national championship this year, but it wasn't. It's not. This is a semifinal game. And, and the Alabama LSU game, because two de- the both Alabama defenses. Alabama LSU? Are, no. Oklahoma. I caught myself. Oklahoma. I said Oklahoma. Did I say Alabama? Oklahoma. Well, and, 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 Sooners. And, and the way that game played out, and maybe that's what I meant, but the way that game played, if you remember the score, that's the way I look at this Oklahoma-LSU game. How about Oklahoma-Georgia? Can you see it being that? I asked you. Can you see it being that game? I would see more of the LSU-Alabama game where it's high-flying. Whatever. Thing. That's fine with me. <laughs> I don't care. That's, that was a classic, too. Because both defenses lack. But they're yes. both quarterbacks can score. Jalen Hurts can score. This Oklahoma team can score points. Now, they've... They have not been as explosive as they were earlier in the season. Jalen Hurts, though, think about this for Jalen Hurts. Think about where he came from a quarterback. He was 27-2 as the Alabama stardom. <laughs> he brings them to the national championship. They're losing in the first half to a Georgia team. He gets benched for the second half by, by Nick Saban for this guy named Tua, this freshman quarterback. And Tua leads him back and wins the national championship. And then this next season comes. And it's not like he's lost a game. His records hasn't changed. But he loses his job, and then he has to sit through another season, and he goes to another national championship, even though he is the key factor for them them getting there because he comes in the SEC. His numbers this year, I was looking at it, 3,600 yards passing, 32 passing touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 200, which is incredible. To think he had also 1,200 yards rushing and 18 more rushing touchdowns, this guy became the Mr. Everything. Let me, and I'm going to ask you this. Do you think he has to be yes. like Russell Wilson? He has to be. Do you think he has to be Russell Wilson to win to tomorrow? He has to be Russell Wilson plus. He has That's to be the best then. player That's on really the field good. for both teams. He has to be the runner. He's got to be their quarterback. He's got to be their leader. So is that their only chance? Yes. You don't, give an, you don't give Oklahoma any chance. Here's the thing. No, do you give Oklahoma a chance in this game? I do, but I just don't think they're going to win. I, I think every time – it's going to be like this. LSU scores, Oklahoma scores. LSU scores, they're always going to be seven trailing seven points. They're always going to be behind the eight ball. You don't think any defense makes a stop? You don't think one of these I'd give LSU a better chance make to make – one stop I in the game? I think LSU has a better chance of making a stop. I don't – the way Joe Burrow in this offense – I got the thing right here. The reason why Remember I – Remember tra- we showed you – I showed you this yesterday. Joe Bur- Burrow's accuracy throwing deep, okay? Yeah. On short throws, less than 10 yards – He's 92 completion percentage. Intermediate, 11 to 19, 86%. And on throws farther than 20 yards, he is 74 completion percentage compared to the FBS average, which is 48. That's incredible. Do you know why I think 74% also, would be good on short throws? I think also you can't take away the genius offensive-minded of Lincoln Riley. I mean, he's a genius. Those score points. That's why I think that – I mean, Coach Coach are on – I love Coach Osborne. He's one of my favorite coaches in all of sports. I, I just love his demeanor. I love the way he his enthusiasm, his excitement. I love it. But Lincoln Riley, why why are teams going after him? Why why has his name been associated with NFL teams like the Dallas Cowboys, the highest well, of high teams? Let's see, because in the of his because, offense yes. and what has he done so the last three? Well, so three why, transfer quarterbacks. But I'm asking you is you're taking you you're not you're not giving Oklahoma a chance, but. But you see a coach like that. And we just talked about coaching in the NFL. Coaching matters in, in sports. No matter The only maybe sport you could say is the NBA because talent ultimately wins you games and championships. But Lincoln Riley, why has teams gone after him for the past couple of years? Because his, 
His the way he coaches, the way he has his adjustments, yes. the way he changes. But offense is he's made Jalen Hurts into one of the most exciting players in college football. Couple but, years but ago, not, he, I know, but they're not as explosive as they were last year with Kyler because, Murray. Because Jalen Hurts is not Kyler Murray. It's Kyler, not, no, it's not about that. They, I think that plays a part. They have injuries. I know that, but I think that plays the a part. Their starting running back got hurt early in the season. Their backup running back is suspended. Okay, they don't have Marquise Brown like they had last year with C.D. Lamb. That was a one-two combo. They didn't have the tight end. Jalen Hurts is is the Mr. Do-All everything. I if think they could slow him down in the running game and make Oklahoma predictable. Do you know Oklahoma this year has more uh, drives of 10-plus uh, plays of touchdown drives than anyone in, the, in college football? They didn't have that last year. They were three, four plays, explosive, big play touchdowns. To be able to consistently do that against this LSU team, I think it's going to be harder. Okay. If they had last year's offense, I think they would be better fit because – this LSU offense, I don't think can be stopped right now. They have all. They Boy, are. I, if they win, we'll we'll have to see because they're going to be playing either Clemson or Ohio State. No one has slowed them down this year. No one. Auburn was the closest to hold them to 23 points on a muddy, wet game down in LSU, and they missed opportunities early in the first half where they could have scored touchdowns and they kicked field goals. So let's stick to that game then. Which quarterback? We just talked about the quarterbacks. Which quarterback would you rather have? Would you have Jalen Hurts, who has been the do-it-all guy for Oklahoma? Or would you have the guy that just doesn't miss? Joe Burrow, the right. Heisman Trophy winner. I think for me, it's in most years, I would take Jalen Hurts. In most years. And I think most years, Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman Trophy. Okay. But Joe Burrow, do, what he is doing right now at the college level this season is he yeah. don't miss Trev. I know. He's like Drew Brees the other last week in Monday Night Football two weeks Remember ago. That? When he yeah. did. Remember that? It's crazy. I mean, that's what he is. And he's more athletic. He can make plays with his legs. I've seen it. Go look at videos. He can run the football. Now, he's not Jalen S. running the football, but he's athletic. And he breaks away from tackles and sacks. And he he's smart. And I just read off three he's numbers. Smart too. He compl his completion percentage is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. It's it's it's. I don't think I could be this good in video game esque if I was on rookie mode. That's how sure good that? he's playing. And every team that he played against, all these top SEC defenses, he has lit them all up. Georgia had no answers. Florida gained, he gained over 500 yards against Florida. He gained over 500 yards against Auburn. 500 yards against Alabama. They're putting up 30 to 40 points a game. They're, they got two number one picks at receiver. Now, they have a question mark with their starting running back. We don't he know might, if he's going to play. Still he's still questionable. questionable with a hamstring. I think they should sit him. I don't think he's going to be the difference of why you lose the game. It's going to be because you couldn't make stops on the defensive side of the ball. It's not going to be because they're running. They have players that can run the ball. And guess what? When you have Joe Burrow at quarterback this year and you're putting up numbers like he is, I don't think it really matters who's your running back. I'm taking – I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm not taking Oklahoma. I'm taking Jalen Hurts because oh, it's plain and simple. He's been there. I don't know what I'm going to see from Joe Burrow. I don't know what I'm going to see from this LSU team because this is a, this is new to them. This is new First to them. First time. First time ever beat. They're the newcomer. LSU, I mean, it's, it's shocking. They're the newcomer? Really? To think that a team like Michigan State made it to the college football playoff or Washington before an LSU team. They're the newcomer. I know Joe Burrow's been amazing. He doesn't miss. He doesn't. I get that. Trev, he's played the hey, his I know. best games have been in the biggest games this season. He's been unbelievable. But Jalen Hurts 
has been to a college football playoff, has been to a, a playoff semifinal, has played in a national championship, has won a national championship. He's been through it all. He, he's been benched. He's been, he's won it. He's lost it. He's transferred. He's been through it, everything possible. Now, I'm not picking LSU, I'm not picking Oklahoma to win, and they're not the better team. I think Jalen Hurts, I would rather have Jalen Hurts because of his history and his experience in moments like this. How is Lincoln Riley and this team going to react? Because they've been there for so many years now. But, but also well, at Orgeron. You, at Orgeron. How, how many? I mean, he's they, never they, been here either. They got to prove it too. They, I have, so there's a proof because Jalen Hurts is still got that chip on his shoulder. I he, think this is a different Jalen Hurts from two years ago. That's why this game. I mean, both games. I could talk about these for days. The storylines. I mean, the coaching matchup. Yes. Lincoln Riley, the stud, and then you got Ed Orgeron, yeah. the LSU Tigers. Yes. You know, what I mean, it almost feels like destiny. And Oklahoma, it's like. They're You've back again. Can they get can they get over the hump finally? They're the kid that never goes away. He's just there and he's good <laughs> always enough. Always there. He's always there and they're good enough to be there. Yep. We're just always looking for an excuse not to put them in there. And they average 43 points a game and they can score at will. So, I will take Jalen Hurts. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. But I'm going to go with the LSU Tigers. I think that their offense is going to make more plays than the Oklahoma offense, and Oklahoma's defense is not going to be able to get off the field, kind of like last year's game. I don't expect it to be a blowout. I do not expect LSU to cover the spread. I do not expect a two-touchdown game. I expect this to be a high-scoring game, kind of like what you just said with the Alabama game. I expect this to be a touchdown game, like a like a 38-31 game. I could see it happening. Oh, I see like 42-36. Okay, that's but fine. And I could see, see those and the, happening. And the reason why I'm going to pick LSU is because they are the better team, yeah. but they also don't have guys suspended. Yes, they have their running back. And they're big but, losses, too. But, they, I mean, they're starting strong safety. He'll be out. He's their second-leading tackler. Ronnie Perkins, who leads uh, is their, their main defensive end guy who leads the team in sacks, he is going to be out as well. Mm -hmm. So those are two major losses on the defensive side of the ball. The other guys, you know, you got a backup running back and another special team. Those are not as – you want guys that are key starters. When you're losing your, uh, your, your sack guy in, in Perkins and then you're losing your strong safety, that's, those are big losses. I think at the end of the day, LSU has too much offense, maybe even more. I think maybe 42-32. I think it's around 10 points that LSU pulls okay. away. I do not think LSU covers. I do not think it's going to be a two-touchdown game. I think Oklahoma is getting a little disrespected because of the 14-point spread. I, I, I think it's a bit of a surprise. I do not expect – I do not see LSU as a 14-point favorite and two touchdowns better than Oklahoma. That's just me. So let's get over to – the night game and the massive game, and uh, I mean this is to many like I've been saying this is the Super the Bowl. This has been the na we all think this is the national championship. The winner of this is winning it, pretty much. And can I say one thing? Yes, we we started the show about this earlier in the college football segment. We were talking about like why this season and this college football playoff is so incredible because of the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But we've never had a third seed like this before, ever. No. You know, when we look at the number one, two seeds in the last couple of years, they have been prohibitive been Alabama favorites. and Clemson. And there's so much. There's such it's been a, Alabama and Clemson. And, and there's so much. Of, well, no, because Alabama and Clemson played in the semifinals one year. Okay. Kelly Bryant yeah, two yep, years yep, ago. Yep. So, I stand but, corrected. But there is this three seed and four seeds are different than most years. We've never looked at them as challenging the number one and two seeds. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about this Clemson team. They have won 27 straight. Yep. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game in court as a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. they're, they're the defending champions. They have 
all the statistics prove that they belong here. Mm-hmm. But everyone since that North Carolina game hasn't been a believer of this team. It's like it's like not buying into the Patriots. You just, I mean, they've been here. They they've been in this moment. They've dominated. They won the championships. They're here because they got great coaching, great recruiting, and they just got great football players. This te- they, they, there are so many stars on the, in this field. Come tomorrow, it's going to be unbelievable. I mean, you think about it. These have been the two most dominating teams in college football throughout this entire season. I know Clemson had almost a scare against North Carolina, but ever since then, they've destroyed everyone. They haven't had a game. In Ohio State, everybody wants to say, well, Ohio State struggled against Penn State a little, and they struggled against Wisconsin. That's why I think this team is even scarier than people are giving them because of the factor that they have dealt with the adversity. They have had faced a little challenge a little bit throughout this year. I've seen that. Clemson hasn't. Clemson's taking care of business every week other than that North Carolina game. And the reason why they've challenged, they've been dealt with challenges against top 10 teams. Wisconsin and Penn State, the two times they've dealt with it, they've overcome it. And that's scary to a team that's destroyed everybody on their schedule. Clemson hasn't. Now, Trevor Lawrence is remarkable. Justin Fields has been remarkable. Travis Etienne has been remarkable. J.K. Dobbins, remarkable. Isaiah Simmons, remarkable. Jeffrey Okuda, remarkable. Chase Young, I haven't even mentioned. I mean, there is so so much great talent, but just so many great football players on one field. This is this is everything. If you want to see, fo- see the pinnacle of what college football represents, watch the game tomorrow at eight o'clock and watch. No, the, watch both. Watch and, both and, games. No, I know, but you want to talk about? I mean, this is the best match. This like, is the, Ted. other than Alabama. This is the best Recruiting wise, these are the two best recruiting schools in the country, only with Alabama and Georgia. Okay. Do you they think have? Hold on, quick question. Do you think this is the best matchup in the college football playoff era? You can't count the national championship games. Do you think this is the best the the best matchup in the college football playoff era? I gotta watch the game. The best no, game. No, coming in. The before, best game, I mean, the best game the I've best. seen is the Alabama Clemson. No, game not the best Washington. game, but like the most talent wise? No, it's uh, hyped. The best yeah, the be, the two I, best match. I mean, I think, think about this maybe matchup. I, maybe I'm understating it because I'm a huge I think they haven't had hyped enough of this game. I feel like they've talked more about the NFL and other stuff and other crap. No, also, I mean they have talked this. This game is, I mean, what you would want to see in a football game. Like, if you're a fan, this is what you go to see. This, this is not going this, to be a 31 nothing. Get your popcorn ready. This find will a not be a 31 nothing game. No. This will not be a 31 nothing game. I will. I this no. You can make the argument that these are the two best quarterbacks. These are the two best teams. They have the two best defensive players. They have the two best running backs in football. Jonathan Taylor. Don't forget. I mean, no, no. But I'm saying Travis Etienne. Has, yeah. He was the ACC Player of the Year again this year. Yep. Second time. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins would have been a Heisman finalist if it was any other year. Didn't even win the Doak Walker Award. Chase Young won the best defensive player. The second best defensive player is on the other side, Isaiah Simmons, who plays linebacker, cornerback, safety. Pass sure. He does everything. I mean, he plays everything. I mean, these were the number one and two recruits in college. In you high didn't school even talk last about year. the receivers. I mean. <sighs> There's receivers. I mean, there's so much talent in this game. And for then the coaching. Ryan Day has been an incredible pe- – they signed him as a co-offensive coordinator after that 31-0 game. And since then, he has re- 
Energized. They made Dwayne Haskins throw for 50 touchdowns. That doesn't happen. energized the Ohio State offense, and it's changed the game. And then you have, I mean, what else do you have to say? You have Dabo Sweeney. You have Brett Venable. I mean, these are two of the best at their positions. Can in the we game. talk about that quick for a second Go before ahead. we answer this question? I will say if, for this question, I would take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields. Okay, but hold on. Give me the, what you're going to say. Well, we talked about before. Remember we talked about the Georgia thing, the situation? I yeah. know this is a little off topic, but we said, when you come to a situation like this, look at where Ohio State is. Ohio State to be able to lose Dwayne Haskins and pick up Justin Fields in the transfer proto, the, uh, portal. portal. You think about the other two quarterbacks in the other games. What Jalen Hurts has done for Oklahoma yeah. to lead them, yeah. to leave Alabama to go to Oklahoma. Yep. Joe, for Joe Burrow, who was on that Ohio State team two years ago, to now be transferred at LSU and to reinvent himself to be the Heisman candidate. Uh, the fi- and winner, he's going to be the number, the number one, one pick. pick for the Bengals. Yep. Speaks volumes. And we talked about, like, I said, and I'm not trying to change it, but, like, Georgia. Sometimes you have quarterbacks in the thing. I've already said it. If Georgia had Justin Fields, they'd be in the national championship. Alabama made this switch to get rid of Jalen Hurts for Tua for a certain reason. I, yep. Dabble Sweeney last year, Kelly Bryant had led them to the Sugar Bowl the year before, and they lost to Alabama. Playoff. Yeah. And then the, him and Trevor Lawrence played the first four games. And then Trevor Lawrence got the start against Georgia Tech and that lit them it. up. And it's been bye-bye. All, and 24 straight wins by Trevor. I mean, it's incredible. No, I know. And I know. you've got to sometimes make the big move to get these. And you look at where these teams have because of these quarterbacks. What, are they, what it, the transfer portal has done for college football, It's I think it's drastically helped these teams. And I think as a coach, you got to realize what's better. Dabo Sweeney realized that Trevor Lawrence was the difference maker that was going to get them over the t- – over the hump. Yeah. Wasn't going to be. Yeah. If Georgia had a guy like Justin Fields, they might be in this game. No, there's just no might. They would. 100%. They'd be in. With the way that team was that talented, trust me, they'd be in the national. Cha- they, I put them in the national championship. But it just shows what the transfer portal and done with the quarterback. It's become the biggest free agent marker, mar- market, excuse me, in the college football game. Yeah. It's been, I mean, it's game changing. It's been game changing. I mean, the past three Heisman winners have been all transfer quarterbacks. Just saying. I would take Trevor Lawrence as well over Justin Fields. I mean, he's he has everything you want in a quarterback. Literally, he's everything you want. Justin Fields is remarkable. Don't get me wrong. I love Justin Fields. I'm I'm so thankful. But I think he still I'm, has some things that he yeah, needs to work on. Of course, on in his but game. I'm so thankful he's an Ohio State Buckeye. I'm very appreciative that to see him as our guy. And to think both of those guys are gonna be back next year. Yeah. Both of them will be the front runners for the Heisman. Both of them might be the one and two pick next year in the NFL draft. Absolutely. But I would take Trevor Lawrence. And my next question is to rank the four quarterbacks. Try to rank, for college football fans, try to rank the quarterbacks of these four teams. Good luck, because it's 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 not as hard easy as you think. Are we talking about just on this season, or are we talking overall talent? I need to know that because this season, this, this season, is, this Joe is, this Burrow is. has to be number one. What he has done in this season, he has to be number what one. What was your ranking when you had it? Overall talent, I said. Who was what was when we talked about it this morning? It wasn't this morning. It was yesterday. Okay, I said Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. I would switch Burrow and Hurts. You put Hurts over Burrow? Yep. No, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't. I trust him. Hurts is Hurts hasn't played great down the stretch. He's turned the ball over more. And his ability of the passing game, it's not the same as Joe Burrow. Now, maybe because you can't blame the scheme because Lincoln Riley is the one that gave Ed Orgeron. There was an article out on USA Today, and there was one on ESPN. Go check it out. Lincoln Riley kind of like pushed his offense 
or gave Ed Orgeron this insight of developing and, mm-hmm. and getting where they are. And look what Joe Burrow has done. I mean, it's remarkable. His, listen, there is no one playing better quarterback right now, maybe I, other than Trevor Lawrence do you know what's jo- cra- Joe Burrow. Do you know what's crazy is that we, we both have Justin Fields at four and the season he's had this year. 40 touchdowns and how, pick. I know. He's had total 48 touchdowns. And but that's, a big, this, but that just speaks how good the other three know, are. Also, but do you also? I also want to take, and we haven't even mentioned this throughout this game or this both of these games, and how big it could be for if that if they advance. Justin Fields is playing at eighty percent to eighty five percent tomorrow. He's still not a hundred percent. I know he can't move the way he wants to. That's nerving, nerve wracking to see. If you're an Ohio State fan. That's very eye-grabbing because if anything, with the way this defense is, and Clemson's defense is nasty, they get after you. If something happens, knock on wood, what does Ohio State do? This this is a huge th- deal. Nobody's really talking about it that much. He, he, and I had to bring it up because o- that is, I mean, come on, man. I, I know, but here's the, it's only, huge. the only question I have with Clemson, and I am picking Clemson to win the game. I just think they're being overlooked. Oh, give me a break. They're a favorite. I think that's – I think because Vegas – No, because I think everybody's all on Clemson. Like, oh, yeah, Clemson, they've been here well, before. Well, you want me they're to finish? I just – No. <laughs> Ohio State has played big game this year. Games, excuse me. Clemson really hasn't played in a big game, and they really haven't been challenged. And you just wonder at one point or another in the game when it's a tight game, does it affect Clemson at all? Maybe it doesn't because they have a team that's been there before and they have a coach. But what if the game is late in the third quarter and it's 24-24 or in the fourth quarter or something? I'm not because Clemson really hasn't been challenged this year. So will that play into effect into the game? So you, because so is you, is do you want to go through the season unchallenged? So are you picking Clemson or are you picking? I'm still picking Clemson. To win. Oh, okay. I, oh, I just didn't understand. I don't I, know who to pick. I want to pick Ohio State for you. I think that they might be the better. That's brotherly love, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear that? He wants to pick Ohio State for me. That's weird. They nice. might even be the more complete team than Clemson. I, I, I don't know how you really decipher this. I mean, if you lined up the two teams and you went roster by roster, I don't. I mean, Ohio State has a good offensive line. I think the difference is going to be in this game, and, and I'll take it from Lewis Riddick this morning. It's going to be the O-line and D-line. What offensive line can protect their quarterback? Because Trevor Lawrence sits pretty in the pocket. They haven't faced the pass rush like Ohio, a guy like Ohio State leads the country in sacks at they 51. Chase Young like has Chase 16 and a half. Yep. He is the most dominant player in all of college football over the quarterbacks. That's what's crazy. Chase Young is the best player on all four teams. So what does he do on the defensive line that affects Clemson's offense? Does it affect their running game? Does it affect their passing game? And that's a huge. Time will tell. Now, Clemson, they haven't faced an offense like Ohio State all season. That can match them point for point. At least Ohio State's faced good defenses. That can match them point for point. Yes. And for talent for talent. And that Penn State-Ohio State game was a close game. Because Ohio State made mistakes. Yeah. They shot themselves in the foot. So how does that all pan out? Justin Fields... Can he hold the ball on runs? Be, don't fumble the ball. OYD line. Who's going to protect Trevor Lawrence's side? Mm-hmm. How do you handle Clemson's pressure? They got the number one score in defense. How do you match up? I mean, 
That is what I'm saying. There's so much to talk about. This so, game is so, so we have our national championship, I, ex I expect. You, know, you have LSU. My ideal national championship would have been this game. It would have been Ohio State, the number one seed, yep. playing Oklahoma and LSU playing Clemson. Yep. But that's not what we're going to get. We're going to get LSU, the home team, mm -hmm. and the Sugar Bowl against Clemson. To my point of the, I have. And if you're going to beat the champ... Or if you're going to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And LSU, if they want the title. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah, there you go. I got you, bro. Thanks, bro. Obviously, I, we're both on LSU, the Tigers, to win. And, of course, I'm going with my Buckeyes. They stay undefeated. They stay dominant. I do not expect both. I expect both games to be, as a college football fan, I'm hoping that they're instant classics. I'm very excited for this. Quick, before we end, which conference needs to win more? Is it the Big Ten or the Big 12? Think about this. Hold on. Big 12, Oklahoma has been the one team that's been there. They lose every time. They're one and done. They've been there four times. Lost to Clemson the first time. Lost to Georgia. Lost to Alabama. Are they going to lose to LSU? And then the Big 10, the past two times they've been, they haven't scored a point in the past two college football playoffs. But they do have a national title. They do have the national, national title. Yes, they have the first. They hold that. They and the I think, yes. Excuse me. And I think with Ohio State, if they lose a close heartbreaker to Clemson, it's not it's no fault to them. Okay. Oklahoma though, if they get blown out again, and when I say blow out more than ten points, because that's what I consider you lose by double digits, you're getting blown out. Doesn't have to be twenty or thirty points to be a blowout. You lose by double digits, that that's that's more meaningful because okay, we've seen the same story. You've been there now three times in a row. You've gotten beaten by double figures figures by both times by three teams that's a team in the conference that needs it more so because they're going to get disrespected Ohio State's not going to get disrespected okay and we don't see blowout in that game so we're talking a closer game so yes it'd be nice for the Big Ten to win because they haven't done well in the last two but I the Big 12 needs it more the okay. Big 12 drastically needs it more I think it's the Big Ten because the Big Ten is other than the SEC those are the those are the two top conferences in college football for the past five to six years it's been it's been predominantly been those two conferences now when you think of the last two appearances from the big 10 conference it's michigan state and ohio state lose 38 nothing michigan state and then lose 31 nothing it's more about the big 10 because they are the ones that are more powerful than the big 12 the big 12 is there it's not as big as it used to be because of the teams that have been, not been there Texas hurts them. The Big 12, yes, it's great that they've been there. I think the Big 12 gets a pass because they've always been there. You don't get excuses but, for finishing in. But they – exactly. You don't get for third or second either. But to get shut out the past two times on national TV in front of millions of people that are watching, get embarrassed for as powerful as the Big 10 is, that sticks to you. And well, it's big well, for well, college football. We'll see if they get embarrassed they, then. The Big 10 is more popular – than the Big 12. It's the Big 10. I can't wait for tomorrow's games. I've been waiting for these games for quite some time now. We're going to get to see the four best quarterbacks in the country. We're going to see the best of the best go against each other. We're going to get to see the best players go against each other. And the coaches as well. It's going to be a great weekend. If you're a football fan, just lay back, grab a beer, and guess what? Enjoy some football. Because it's this is it. College football is wrapping up soon, and we're going to playoff time in the NFL. I can't wait. Everybody, we'll be back on Tuesday to talk decade in review and also the playoffs as well. We're talking some wild card. 
And we'll be back even on Sunday to talk college football playoff review. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Everybody, have a wonderful weekend. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.